Tampa Bay book fan, and um, I'm here. I can't, you know, we can't start the show off without my Vanna White. Cal, the human, key, humans, Kiko. What's up, Cal? What's going on, everybody? Excited to be here. Got my Mario shirt on. I'm ready to go. Me too. I got my Mario shirt. I'm all Mario out. Mario out. All right. And those of you are wondering, what the heck is this show about? I'm going to tell you. Well, this is a show where we get three, we pick three crazy people to debate about topics and we put them in what we call the grudge gauntlet where they go through a fight and they kill each they kill until there's two left so they go into this fight they go in the, they go in there they kill each other and there's two left and they go in there into our head-to-head matchup where they will fight to the death and where only one person will survive one will survive today who will that person be? Well, before the lovely slows go into the grudge gauntlet, let's introduce them. Let's start with Tom. Tom, what's up? What got you in the game, and what is your favorite game? Ever? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, man, this you should have prepped me on this. Well, I keep uh, you guys in your news. I mean, I'm a sucker for Kingdom Hearts. I know Cal doesn't like it, but I love it. Okay. All right, and, and like I said, I talk about time when I'm on on YouTube. That's I Shape Pam. That's one of the people. We love them. Um, so, well, now let's go to my brother from another mother. Let's go to Joe Davis. What's up, Joe? Hello. What's up? Uh, so what is your favorite game? And what got you? Yeah, that's one of them. Uh, it, Who? It, it's, it's, not a, it's not a video game, though there is a video game adaptation of it. Um, it is the incomparable Shadowrun. Ooh, not bad, not bad, not bad. Okay, okay. Oh, uh, seeing that, um, and there's one more person um, I got to talk about. I guess he's here. Um, let's get to Corey L. Williams. What's up, Corey? How you doing? What? Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. What's your favorite game, Corey? Oh uh, well, it changes, but I'd have to. I'd have to probably go with Skyrim right now. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the hell out of modding it. Okay. okay I did. I'm surprised you didn't pick Minecraft. Uh, anyway. Minecraft, uh, Minecraft, Minecraft comes and goes. It, it'll be my favorite game. It was my favorite game yesterday, and it might be my favorite game tomorrow. But sometimes you need a break. Yeah, I agree true. with you. It's, yeah. it's not fair if your favorite game has to be modded by outside sources. Then it's not your favorite game. It's your favorite palette. It was my Ooh, favorite. It's already starting the grudge match. Yes, it is. Yeah. It's already starting. Joe oh, is ready to fight. Yes, they are. Yeah, before, Let us go ahead. It. He has go launched a preemptive attack. Into the gauntlet with you. <laughs> into the gauntlet with everyone. Everyone into the gauntlet. <laughs> Let them fight, people. All right. So we're going to start with round one, with the first question, Cal. And the first question is. What is the worst video game based on a movie? And I'm going to start with the person I started with in the first place, and that is Tom. All right, so my game's kind of comes to bad video games, uh, and that is 
E.T. for the Atari. Uh, this game is almost single-handedly alongside an unfinished version of Pac-Man uh, responsible for the video game crisis of 1983. <laughs> um, Atari, Atari suffered a uh, $36 million loss, which in the 80s is equivalent to $1 billion Three hundred and nine million or billion, oh, million five hundred and eighty-nine thousand nine hundred and fifty-five dollars and sixty-five cents. Um, I doubt any of your games were this much of a loss. Capcom, uh, never really had many problems, as far as I'm aware. Uh, ImageSoft, who cares? I'm just saying, uh, mine was just a game where you were a green alien on a green background. And you fell into holes. Okay. My answer. Because <laughs> I just, I just, it just occurred to me what I should be arguing. Anyway, go. Uh, I chose Street Fighter, the movie, the game, because at least with Tom's game, like it was a first of its kind and it was bad, but there was no precedent for it. It was terrible, but there was no precedent for it. Street Fighter the movie the game was a terrible game that didn't even need to exist because we already had a Street Fighter video game that they could have easily just adapted a version for the movie. But instead they wanted to go crappy Mortal Kombat uh, visual graphics and ripping off the story that was bad to begin with. We didn't need a 2D Jean- Jean-Claude Van Damme sprite kick-punching a 2D Raul Julia sprite made up to look like their characters in the video game. Okay. Or in the movie. Okay. I loved it. Corey, what is your pick? I, I had picked Hook, but I thought of something so much better. Okay. Go loud. I'm, I'm, is everybody okay with that? I I mean, yeah, if we just don't prep for any reason at all, that's fine. I missed most <laughs> of that. Huh? I missed What'd most of that. Oh. Uh, right. uh, no, no, I, I will totally take it. I just thought of it right now. I will totally take it if you rule against it. You know what? No, I mean, I'm not the judge. I don't care. You know what? I'll loud. I'll loud. I'll loud. Corn. Okay. Because I just didn't think of it as a game until just now, and that is Action 52. Action 52 was a game with that they sold for 150 bucks, and it had it was supposed to have 52 games on it. That was supposed to be its selling point, but none of the games worked, and so it was one of the biggest ripoffs in history. Okay. But wait, is this based on a movie, though? It's not based on a movie. Oh, my God. Oh, I did that. Okay, I'm going with Hook, then. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hook. Hook. Tell me why sorry, Hook I get, is bad. I got, I got distracted. I haven't been able to really prep for this. I'm it's sorry. okay. It's okay. Why Hook? Um, why Hook? Because Hook tried harder than E.T. Because I was alive during both of those. <laughs> and, 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 and E.T. was bad. And Hook just... It tried harder than E.T., and it didn't do anything. I couldn't even tell what it was, what the game was about in context with the movie. I, I, I couldn't tell if I was Peter Pan. I couldn't tell if I was Hook. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't do it. Guys, you will never see that. A cat. <laughs> you will never see that again, people. <laughs> Only on Gamer Grudge. Okay, um... I'm going. Uh, I'm going to open up this pit. All right, I'm going to start. Nice. Tom, you you have 20 minutes to grudge. So people, 
Gretchen! 20. Yeah, we... Jeez. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Corey, I don't know what you're talking about. You're clearly Peter Pan the entire game. You're in a green outfit, and you're flying. Uh, and then when you get hit, you turn to Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> captures the same magic as as the uh, it's so, the score from the John Williams score. That the same it definitely evokes the the movie. There's no there's no way you would there's like Rufio and stuff like that. You have all your staple characters in it. Street Fighter, the movie, the video game. While it may not have been necessary. It was still innovative. It it introduced the EX special system, which Street Fighter used after that point. Starting it didn't introduce it. It copied it off of other fighting games already existing yes. in Japan. Yes, he is correct. It into Street Fighter, I'm saying. I know. I know. Darkstalkers was doing it already, but Street Fighter started using it after the movie. Uh, it also <laughs> which uh, proves Capcom had the technology to just do that because Darkstalkers is also one of their games. But they they didn't in that franchise. Um, and it was also the first uh, Street Fighter game to have a story mode. Uh, it might have been story mode, but that's like a parallel universe. We buy that shit up all the time with comic books. Yeah, we when love it's good. parallel universes. When, it, when it's good. We buy it up when it's good. I mean, critically, the only thing that it was, it was hit on was that it was mechanics were a little slow. Other than that, they were saying that there was no problem with the game of, like, a campy Marvel Street Fighter thing. The only thing I don't what? like is that... Uh, can't even think of the um, the bad guy. I want to say Baron Zemo, but that's so wrong. That's so wrong. Uh, Bison. Bison. He doesn't have a cape. That's the biggest thing that I don't like about that game. Uh, so... uh, as far as my game, as far as my game, you say that was the first, and there was nothing like it. Raiders of the Lost Ark came out before that, and it was critically acclaimed. The reason this was so bad was because it was in six weeks developed, programmed, put out, and then shelved and marketed. Programmers hated looking at it. The guy who Scott Warshaw, he, he owns up to the fact that it's the worst game ever. Uh, yes, but he also uh, it also allowed him to uh, live a pretty decent life, uh, oddly enough, because I've, I've actually listened he, to an interview he, with the him. The best game ever is Yara's Revenge, based on most people, and he's, he's uh, attached to that as well. Yara's Revenge was awesome. Yars Revenge, I lost a lot of time to that game. That's what I'm saying. He he's yeah. the program that need fake fame. He is a critical programmer and he can acknowledge where he failed. Mm-hmm. So the the question here though is it's the worst movie video game. And while yeah, they're all bad. None of these games are good. I'm not gonna cop to like your game is legitimately <laughs> better than mine. So what uh, I'm I'll- going with is the I'm going to go ahead and say it right here. All these games are terrible. I play every single last one of these video games, and they're horrible, horrible pieces of crap. I have even played Hook, and that's terrible. I reviewed Hook, and that's terrible. All these games are terrible. I want to know why your game is the worst out of the piece of crap. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Um, So your your games in general, what they did was either – produce something wildly mediocre that no one even gives a crap about, or in some cases were not supported enough to be decent. E.T. could have been a good game, but at the core of what we're, we're working off of here is your games are based off of good movies. And at the end of the day, the whole reason they... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting 
feedback, so I got to turn mine down real quick. Um, so the whole reason is at the end of the day, your games are even more of a disappointment because the material they're coming from is is memorable and you care about it. So when they have a bad game going into it, it's just even worse. And yeah, ET was technically bad, and Hook was a game, but um. With Street Fighter, you have bad source material to begin with that didn't understand the material it was coming from. It was it was like the Michael Keaton movie about a copy of a copy. It's a clone of a bad clone. It had everything going against it to begin with. It just it's a terrible game, and not only did it never need to exist, it it if it was going to exist, they had better games to pull material from to make it a better game. Yeah, but the fact that the matter. Your movie was bad, so that's the source material it's going to use is already bad. But I love Street Fighter the movie. Like, it is the definition of camp. Yes, none of it makes sense. Guile should not have an accent. But, like, I love that movie. And watching gameplay of this game, watched, I watched through the story mode. And I was entertained the entire time. It's your movies is components of your movies within the game. Mine has no Elliot has no bicycle like there's nothing except i have to find pieces of a phone that's not even the plot in the in the movie he finds like other stuff yeah, no, his own so, many, so many i've always thought that it's a bit unfair that et gets ripped so much because there were so many bad uh atari 2600 games that were kind of just like it um yeah, the, the only reason just like it the only reason huh? it gets so much of a bad, bad rap I, I'm having trouble hearing you. Go, somebody talk. <laughs> Corey, we have about two oh. minutes, so you want to give your argument, Corey, for why against uh, Joe and Tom? Yeah, I don't. I don't think uh, Street Fighter looked okay. It was a fighting game, and me personally, I'm not that into fighting games. So all fighting games kind of look alike, except Mortal Kombat. Um, and that's only because I know Mortal Kombat. Um, E.T., I don't think, it, like I said, I don't think it's fair that people rip on E.T. because E.T., there are a bunch of one-screen type video games with awful colors, boring. You always, when you had an, uh, an Atari 2600, which I did, you always were kind of, when you got a game, you were always kind of like, okay, this could either be the best thing I've ever played. I have to tell my parents that they bought a horrible game. When they asked me, did you like your game? No. There was always that 50-50 split on an Atari 2600. And E.T. was just the last one. I think it gets blamed for just being the last one in sequence. Okay. Yeah, it, it's definitely the nail that hit the... It's it's the nail in the coffin of an already dying industry at the time. Because it was not the well, reason yeah. the video game industry died, but it contributed heavily. Well, a lot of a lot of a lot of the Atari Twenty Six Hundred games also were in the business of making arcade games look like crap, but that wasn't their fault. They were just working inside of technical limitations. Okay, actually, most, most of those issues were their fault. They weren't screening a lot of the games that came from arcade games that got ported onto the uh, Atari games. Time, time, time. Let's. I'm gonna give you each one minute, one minute to, to like get your final arguments. Um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start from backwards. So we start with Corey. Corey, final argument. Uh, I I I hated Hook. 
because I couldn't tell why I was dying half the time, and and the characters and the color. It was just god awful. Um, and uh, Street Fighter was adequate, although it does have a horrible title. Street Fighter, the game, the movie, or whatever it is. <laughs> and uh, and E.T. is not unfairly maligned, but maligned a bit more than it probably should be. I'm done. All right. Joe? Um, yeah, so uh, Hook knew... I'm honestly... I forgot that was even a game until today, so it's not even that it's bad. It just doesn't matter. Um, Street Fighter <laughs> is is... Absolutely terrible because it came from an area of good source material that just crapped on it, ate the crap, and crapped out the crap that it just ate. So that's what the Street Fighter, <laughs> the movie, the video game was. Um, and again, unfairly maligned, or it's fairly maligned. It's just it's from an era of games that, like Corey said, it's like you get crap half the time anyway. And I think the biggest problem was the amount of money going into that game in the wrong areas. They overproduced carts and didn't spend enough money actually producing the game. Um, tail end of a recession of video gaming anyway. All right. Tom. Um, all right. So as far as Street Fighter, look, if you hate it so much, it's fine. You still have other Street Fighter games to play. Like, it doesn't take anything away from, from the other games. Uh, there's not many other E.T. games, and and I don't think many other Steven Spielberg... I mean, I guess you can count Hook because it was produced... Or was that direct? I don't remember. Directed. There, it was directed. But There's like, also another E.T. Oh, game. There definitely was a lull between, like, good, good movie games for a while. And is a Peter Pan game. Like, what, like I, I don't go into a Peter Pan game and think it's going to be the best thing in the world. I expect to be able to fly for a few seconds, and I expect a cool sword that shoots stuff. And, like, it's fun, and it has a cool score. E.T., even if you're just playing it as a game, not knowing all of the lore, you still... It's randomized, so it makes no sense. You can't you can't ever, like, go in knowing what's what's about to happen. Time. And scientists just mess you up all the time. Sorry, I got distracted by a pizza guy. It's okay, it's okay. All right, and that is time. Um, Cal... The human cheat code. What you think, man? This is a good fight. What you think? Oh, the um, human cheat code. I like that. <laughs> I like. Honestly, I'm sorry, Corey, but I never heard of the hook game, unfortunately. And like, it's it's kind of funny the way you argued it though was pretty good though. Like, you didn't know if you're living or dying. I thought that was great. There was actually another. Um, like Joe said, there wasn't actually another um, ET game that because it was ported to the NES afterwards. Um, but um, there's I think one on the PS1 as well. Yeah, um, I think it's that. Uh, yes, I know it's the uh, Orlando Studios Resort thing. It's pretty bad. I know Maybe. what you're talking about. Hmm. All right. Well, um, yeah, for Street Fighter, the video, the video, what, I can't even like. It's just a mouthful to say. Like whatever it is, like it's a, it's a full circle of a game of a movie of a game of a movie of a game. Whatever it is, you want to say about it. Like I kind of enjoy that game, but it was a, it was a terrible game off a terrible movie. So. I, I don't know, man. Like, it's a really toss-up between um, Joe and Tom for me. Like, I play the original Atari game as well for ET at my cousin's house, and we we're so like, we're like, what the hell is going on in this game? Because it's just like a little pixelated ET, like with his neck getting longer and shorter, and longer. And shorter. I just remember playing that game, and um, it it was just both are pretty awful. But like, like Tom was saying, like there are other Street Fighter games you could turn to. 
Um, I mean, for Joe's argument, you can say that there are other games you can turn to, but for ET, like, I don't think there's anything else you can go to. So, I mean, I kind of, it was between Joe and Tom for me in that one. I think Tom might have had it because he has nothing else to compare it to, I think, in that sense. All right. All right. Any fat checking? I, well, just about the Tom saying there's no other ET games, but there was. Why well, I found the one on the NES? I haven't found the one on the PS, though, but maybe it might have been like a part of a collection of a game or something, maybe. I'm not sure. I think it was. Yeah, like 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 uh, you were saying, Mac, it might have been like uh, part of the Universal Studios or something co- uh, collection. Yeah, it was that Universal. I think it was part of that Universal Studios collection. I yeah, um, I have to admit, um, I got Google Cal, Corey. I apologize. You're out. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I did play Hook, and <laughs> I, I know it's bad. I, I feel you, but they took you down pretty good. Um, yeah, um, and... and and I play both of these games, E.T., both E.T. and Street Fighter, the video game, because the movie, the video game, that's that's a mouthful. Uh, that is really bad. Uh, God. Uh, if The thing about it is, with, with Joe, I agree, what Tom said was true. There are other Street Fighter games, and if you were just to just forget about it, you will not remember where ET um ET literally is the game that everybody say destroy that really destroy Atari. It's the one game that just like Huh? That was like, Oh, I'm sorry. It it was the one game that was like destroyed Atari. And like I said, I heard a lot of arguments against ET. Don't get me wrong, because Corey did say something interesting about yeah, there's ET, there's pat, there's images and like that. He did say that, and I was hearing you, Corey, about that. But Tom just like kept attacking and kept coming back with it. He just kept pushing you back. So I gotta give Tom this point. He won it, and I, I and that's that's the way I feel. It's his point. So Tom, you get the first point. Um, oh, great yeah. job, though. Great great job. I, great job with all. Um, all terrible. I, uh, huh? If I had more time, if I had more time, I was going to cram in the argument that like it gave us urban legends and pop culture references that we love now today, like the gigantic pit of ET <laughs> yeah, yeah. cartridges. Yeah, I just feel like you're more falling off because like you like you're, you're saying. I think Tom was saying like that. Uh, being a the, such a big blockbuster movie and then having such a shitty um, yeah. game after that. Uh, but then for you, it's like Street Fighter wasn't that great of a movie, so have a shitty movie game after that. Like it wasn't much of a loss. But in in your defense, though, Joe, ET came out in a time where games weren't like a big thing. Like you know, so it wasn't like gaming wasn't as big as it is. That's a big thing. Dog food commercials <laughs> were give, like had video games. If you yep. send in proofs of purchase, like no, but I mean, like technology wise, and what you, what kind of game you could have is what right. I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah, I, 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 I forgot, I'm not fighting you, pal. Yeah. It's it's the fact that we we are now what like twenty years after or like like fifteen eighteen nineteen years after ET came out and they still made some really bad mistakes making a really bad game exactly <laughs> and and for the record everybody the um you're all wrong it was it was who framed Roger Rabbit that was a turd good that god game, I didn't... that game is not terrible if you're really into adventure games that have abundant moon logic all right. Well, let's go to question number two. And not question number two is pitch us a Spyro the Dragon 9. And this time, I'm going to start with Joe. Alrighty. I am going to uh, pitch my Spyro the Dragon as a uh, 
I mean, it's been a kid's game the entire time, pretty much. Uh, with the Skylander stuff coming out now, we have a crap ton of extra characters that are added to the universe that may never have been there before. So I'm going with a uh, Final Fantasy-esque tactical RPG um, where you have multitudes of characters in your roster. Or uh, if I really wanted to compare it, uh, uh, crud. Oh, those Nintendo RPGs where people can permanently die that everyone loves that I can, I've can i never played. Fire Emblem. Like Fire Emblem. Fire multitudes of characters available and it could you know big evil planetary invading enemy beyond dimensions kind of crap okay let's go to Corey. Corey, what is your pitch um my pitch for for this game is uh i'm going to repurpose it as a sort of comedy noir where spyro wakes up and well i'll tell you the story afterwards but Basically, he's, uh, he's woken up from the fact that he, he lost all his drugs. Okay, so you're going with Conquer Bad Fur Day? That's exactly oh, what yeah, I yeah, <laughs> Okay. Tom! Um, okay. Uh, so we're not getting into the thick of it right now. I guess I'll just give you the... Uh... The game opens up. I'll just give you. I'll give you a little taste. <laughs> the game opens up. You're in like this, like golden, clouded, like fortress, and there's like a golden god sitting like on a throne room, and there's like a voiceover coming through. You know, oh, it, there's a legend through uh, the dragon realms that uh, there. Uh, there is the Jade Emperor who, if you give him a gift worthy of his presence, he'll grant you a wish. And um, the reason I'm doing like this kind of lead-in is because Nine is like, like associated with like magic and eternity. And so a hooded figure comes up and you kind of see some like skin, like hands and stuff like that, but it's not like evident and it's a low gravelly voice and he's like i if you can help me get the gift i have a gift that's worthy for for your for these halls because the halls are empty because no one's had given him a gift that's good enough yet um he goes and they go back in time together and they take all of the crystal dragons from spyro 1 zap Spyro and bring them and keep them into the uh, the Jade. So we get the same opening as Spyro 1 where TV interview on the Dragon News Network and they call uh, Gnork. He's, not, he's no big deal. And uh, he goes and crystallizes him uh, and they don't miss Spyro this time. And, uh, and some time passes and we get or the titles go down and it says oh the dragon nine tiamat's gift and that's my opener <laughs> i was to say that's like an appetizer that you can't finish your meal from <laughs> okay okay uh, you got the time ready yep let's go you can go ahead and start the, the, the all, right. The thing. all right people let us out grudge so, uh, yeah, see, 
go ahead. With, with Corey's is you can't even approach your original audience. You're basically ostracizing your original audience. I'm and, good with it. And all that jazz. No, no, so everybody knows. Everybody knows Mac knew when, when I, when he pitched this question, like when he threw out this question, he knew exactly what he was going to get. So, okay. That doesn't make it good. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hang on. No, and, and, and I'm saying that, that what, what you got is you got eight games of really colorful stuff. I'm just, I'm just saying that with today, audiences get older and more sophisticated. You take that and you make it a drug trip like it should be. No, you, you, you go with, for lack of a better term, Kingdom Hearts that matures with its audience as opposed to turning it into like a really bad, laughable oh. joke. I think this game already... I completely agree with that. And that's why in mine, uh, you go and you replay some of the main levels because you meet the goddess Tiamat, who is a dragon known throughout so games, uh, both fiction and real uh, to be associated with time, a time dragon. And uh, you go and you can replay these old maps that have been revamped for the old audience to them because it's a different time. It's a different world. Like, so, Spyro didn't come back to save the day. And how did that just, affect it, it the doesn't, world? It, you're just indulging really a bunch of fan new. service. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, all that is. Well, I was going to say, because the, the thing is with Spyro is like they've, they've tried to really reinvent themselves. And yeah, they haven't done it again recently, which means it's time to. So returning to old Spyro mechanics isn't exactly the right way to go. Um, no. Since they introduced the whole Skylanders mechanic about keeping and the, the concept. same mechanics, I said playing the same, like keeping the same realms and but revamping, like having having this having them change. Like the balloonists could be Zeppelin pirates now. Like have it like Dark World Spyro color palette be the same. So, so what you're pitching you is basically a remix. Audience. You're you're, it's, you're it's, pitching it's, like a, a mod or a remix. It's it's Rogue One, a Spyro the Dragon story. That's what he's making. Oh it's no! I'm not. Flash. I'm not getting the. I'm not getting the plans to to Ganuk. <laughs> side supplementary story that could be within and outside the timeline at the same time. Like you're not gonna get. Like you can't progress any further with Spy. Like how how is he gonna be in a noir? Does he get a gun? Like he can't hold no, anything. He wakes, he wakes up and realizes. Progress- he wakes up. He realizes the last eight games. He's 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 been hallucinating. See, mine's the yeah, only one uh, that at least tries to to provide like some sort of concrete mechanical improvement to test like tactical skills, intelligence, and problem solving, and and it it modifies the original gameplay concept from being like some sort of action platformer, which is fine. But I mean, this I haven't game even gotten built into my the concept, the evolution. I'm just saying my mechanics. I have time mechanics in mind. You don't think you think time at's going to send me back my time and not give me some time mechanics? So Prince of Persia. Here's the thing. We're not going to get it's no no. I was literally about to say no Prince of Persia save you from falling kind of thing. <laughs> but when you're playing through the game, you can rewind, fast forward through time and it can reward you story-wise because that was what Spyro was about. Was about the story. Spyro 2, they introduced so 100 new characters just to flesh out their world. Life is strange. <laughs> <laughs> what? Or, or any or, other game that's done that before? Examples. I'm sorry, what do you think? Um, I'm just throwing out examples, that's all. Yeah. I'm doing the Hollywood thing. 
See, if he doesn't... So, anyway, watching your story, so if you had two guards that you had to uh, wait to leave, like, if you waited but didn't fast forward, there would be some funny, like, stuff that would have to do with the world, and you would learn about the events that had changed. Right. I want this game to reward uh, old fans who... Uh, to the true spirit of Sparrow, which was always fun. He's a purple little dragon. At this point, the only old fans playing Spyro want more Skylanders. That's all they want. So, unless yes. you have some sort of Skylander integration with all these different random characters and how they can affect everything, then I don't see it happening. I mean, there's no reason why any of our games couldn't license uh, Skylander figures alongside with the game. Time. Tiamat's giving... All right, so... Let's try to get your guys' final arguments on each thing, on why you would pitch your game and last-minute argument for that. All right, we're going to start with Tom this time. Um, I don't think Corey's would ever get off the ground. I don't know who his game is for besides himself. I'm a shuttle. <laughs> if, if that's the case, he can go and get a mod for Spyro 9, uh, tie him at Skift when it comes out. I mean, all I'm saying is, is yes, I like the mechanics you're introducing to your to your thing, but it's nothing new. And I introduce, I understand that me re, re like rewinding back in the timeline isn't anything new as well. But at least I'm trying to recreate that setting. Um, I think it's important for both new and old fans to get on this. He was for a while. I would love for them to bring back the '90s campaign with the sheep. Part of Spyro, I remember growing up with all the sheep who were playing about Spyro, burning them down. Um, I just... I, I like the plot. I have a plot. Stuff happens. I want to see the consequences of my own actions. Okay. Time. Joe. I, uh, for mine, the whole, the whole premise that I wanted to get through with mine is that it's, it's a multiple character control at once type situation. You have like seven characters you use per battle. It's about like some sort of strange interdimensional force ripping apart the realms and only Spyro and his friends and even some former enemies can stop it. And uh, I, it's it's a different direction that it can go in that can reach an audience that didn't play it before because quite frankly, the Spyro games are always mediocre platformers to begin with and the, the core mechanics need to change for that game to survive. You can keep funny story elements in all the time. It doesn't matter what kind of game it is. With Tom's, all I know is that it has time powers. I don't know if it's an action platformer or if it's a, a adventure game where it's a, like a, a Telltale style or whatever or whatever, but I'm just saying. Alright, and Corey. Um, I just, I like the game where, where if you if you don't, if you do not get to your hallucinogens, you cannot re-enter the spiral universe. <laughs> Is what I'm saying. Like, like you need them like power pellets in Pac-Man or something, you know. Otherwise, otherwise you're you're stuck in a one-room apartment. You can't do crap. And, 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 and as for my audience, my audience is is people who play GTA Five now, but who played Spyro when they were kids. That's my audience. Mic drop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Corey, Corey, you need to stop being so upset that we haven't got a second Conquerors game, okay? It's oh, okay. Well, there are support groups. All right. Yeah, all right, all right, Cal. <laughs> all right, well, I think, I, first of all, I think Tom's uh, pitch is the best for, like, 
fans who've played the series throughout. It's a good reward for fans who stuck with the series throughout. Unfortunately, I know nothing about Spyro. I've never played any Spyros. So, I mean, like, to me, that would just be like a remix, like I think someone said earlier. I mean, you might have said it or someone might have said it. But, like, I think his is most, most fan thought. Um, Corey's, like, I love that concept. I mean, I don't know. It's, it doesn't apply to Spyro because I guess Spyro is a, is a kid's game. But, you know, they have those kids' games that are kind of adulty, like have adult undertones. So maybe you could go that, that route. Um, but, I mean, I don't know if that would apply to, like, I, whoever whoever does that game, Sony or whoever um, licenses, that, I don't think they would accept that. Um, I really like Joe's concept of um, like the Fire Emblem or, or like Final Fantasy Tactics. I never really liked the Final Fantasy Tactics games, but I like that he said you can form a team with, um, you know, all the people from Spyro. I guess there's more than one Spyro Dragon or whatever there is, but and all the enemies as well, and they fight some unnatural force that you were saying. I li- I really like that concept. So for me, I'd give it to Joe, um, an overall okay. argument. Okay. Um. So, any fact checking? No, I honestly I don't know that much of Spyro. I looked up stuff, but I didn't see anything. It was mostly a pitch, so it wasn't anything like for what got right. to go against. All right, um, Tom, Tom, I love you. I love you, man. Love you to death. But what the heck? <laughs> I, I felt like oh, I'm sorry. A plot and a story. That's fine. Well, That's fine. It felt like it felt. <laughs> It felt like Rayman <laughs> Revolution, a game that I actually played where it just remix, remix, it just remix Rayman Two. So it's like you're. I don't like this word remix. I clearly <laughs> said you would, would revisualize everything. It's called parallel universe. Read a comic book. <laughs> okay, I I I I just didn't like it. It, it just didn't sit with me. Corey, you're my boy. I love you. I love you, man. <laughs> I love that. I love that pitch. I really want Conker's Bad Fur Night, and I really want to see. It's, I really want to see a dark spiral where he's on crack. I want to see that so badly. But at the same token, Joe is right. There is no chance in, in, in ever that Sony is going to put that to work. I didn't know that was a requirement. No, no, it's, it, they said it. There's no way they're gonna do it. So, if if Crash was the the, the icon, you could probably I could see a Crash game like that yeah, happening. I could see a Crash game doing it, but Spyro is just so. Yeah, I would love it, but you went too dark. If you went a little <laughs> light on the dark, I probably would have looked towards you. But you went too dark, man. I, I gotta go with Joe. Um, Joe won this one. I'm absolutely surprised I've never played a Spyro game in my life. I thought Tom's was the best one personally. Well, I thought it was, but at first he just kept saying Tom, Tom, and then he kept it, saying, oh, it's going to the so, other things. And I was like, right. it's all it's all magic, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no dragons. I never even heard of Spyro the Dragon until yesterday. Uh, <laughs> well, all right. Well, people, wow, let's go. We got that done. We are now that two for Joe and two for one for um, one for Joe and work for Tom. Corey, you got to get in this, buddy. All hey, right, now, now let's go to question number three, which is seeing that Mario um, Mario's Galaxy coming out, people. Um, I want to know what is the best Mario game? Period. And we're going to start with Joe this time. 
Um, I'm going to go with the Mario All-Stars plus Mario World, which came out in 1994, roughly a year or two after the original release of Mario All-Stars. It is a game that features five total Mario games on it, including the, well, when the original was released, the original version was released. It had the never released in America, The Lost Levels, which was the original Mario Brothers 2 that we never got over here. So. Okay. Okay. Nice pick. Nice pick. Um, Tom? Uh, my pick was Mario RPG, uh, Legend of the Seven Stars. Um, for all of the reasons that Joe said, uh, would make a great game, this game has. You get a team up of multiple characters. You get to hang out with Bowser and a cool star, uh, or a doll possessed by a star guy, Gino. Um, spans the Mario universe, and... I think does more, well, I don't know if you guys care about story, uh, more in story elements for Mario than I think any other game really does. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Corn. Yeah, I want to pitch uh, Kingdom of the Seven Stars as a noir with drug terms. Uh, no, no, wait, that's not, wait, that's not what we're doing. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no I, uh, I, picked, uh, I picked Mario Kart, and in particular... Mario Kart 64. Okay. All right. All right. Cal, you ready? Are you ready? He is not at his post. Okay. Um, so uh, we're, we're, let's see, um, technical difficulties. We're going to get the button right here. How so? How so? Uh, Mario Galaxy people. <laughs> I've never played, I haven't played, I haven't played a Mario game since Yoshi's Island. Okay. All right. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Uh, Cal's back. Yay! Yeah, so right. Cal- I'm ready for Cal- the Are you ready? Yeah. All right. So, Ella Grudge, people. Let's go. So, with uh, y'all's, they're, they're solid games, but with Corey's, it's, it's more impressive for the console it's on and less the mechanics i would say mario kart itself was a better game in general um and the original mario kart on snes it was definitely when i put more time into playing i had more fun with it and then mario rpg is really only a mario game because they put it in the mario world everything else about it like if the final bad guy was like bowser i'd be like no i get that that's totally a mario thing but the final bad guy is a gigantic interdimensional sword with a monster inside I'm sorry, what game did you pick again? <laughs> oh, I picked the one that actually has Mario games on it. Yeah, like, yeah, like one that has five the- games on it. So? so you, five, yeah. You had to go, you had to go, to you had to go uh, and, and, quick question. and Quick question, which is the best Kirby game? Having a clue. I don't know. Don't care. It's not part of the question. Superstar, the one with seven games on it, even two games that had been released previously. If That's not the point. If it's best-selling collection, it's still a Election. That doesn't make I would it, never yeah, argue this. It, it is not a game. You had you had to bring you had to bring five games in to to match ours. So, I'm not matching. <laughs> I'm saying this is better. <laughs> and yeah, okay. Well, that's how I feel. I feel like if it's a collection of games, it doesn't count as a single game. Those never games said- is just a reskin of Doki Doki Panic. It's not even an original game. <laughs> but that's how it was originally released. Uh, Get him, Tom! Get him! 
I am coming after you too. Like Mario Kart's fine and all, but if you picked the first Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo, I might have been more impressed. But we also had Twisted Metal at this point. Like, what doesn't have like, what does the game do differently besides just having Mario instead of a clown on fire? Uh, Okay, the reason Um, I the reason I picked Mario Kart and 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 this one in particular um, was because of a. It's sort of personal, but we got the. Like I never saw my friends come together over any other Mario game like that. You could get you could get eight people in a room, and you could keep a party going for like for like fifteen hours with Mario Kart. Have you never played Mario I Party? Would, yeah, I was no, gonna say I'd argue not. Mario Party. I'd argue Goldeneye has more of an effect with people like that. That's where really my memory lies. Turok's another good one, but not, none of but those are ones we're fighting. It, it has a sort of sense of. Of nostalgia, so, at least among the what, people I know. What what you're saying, Corey, is the Nintendo 64 brought people together like that. Not necessarily that one game, because there are tons of games on the N64 that did that. Mario Party did it for Can you, I pick but... four other ones and, and make them into a bundle and, and argue that? <laughs> so? Hey, I'd uh, rather look, just talk about my game. For <laughs> a lot of people, for a lot of people... That is their first approach to the Mario games. My little sister... We but it's not a game. That doesn't matter. It's No, there are games in there. It doesn't matter that there's more than one. If it, if it was a problem as the actual answer, then Mac wouldn't have let me choose it. The point is... How loud? It's, still, there, it, it's for a lot of people, this is their first time ever playing Mario 1, the Doki Doki Mario, the Lost Levels Mario, or Mario 3, or Mario, um, or Mario World, for that matter. Uh, because it, when it came out, it was a matter of when you got it. Uh, for some people, this was the game that came with their Super Nintendo, and this was the first time they played a Mario game in their life, and they got to play older Mario games that were really good. It, it, it's, bugging, it's bugging the crap out of me that he allowed this. Okay. Yeah, and most people got it for free. Like, they gave this away for years until they started selling them. Like, all you had to do was send a proof of purchase and $3.50, and you could get this collection for free. See, here's the other thing, too. Uh, that's good, is, that's, you're actually helping his argument. <laughs> Well, yeah. no, because they that's can, what they they can get access to it. They give collections out for cheap. We fit, you can get the Sega collection for five bucks. Wii Sports was one of the best freaking games on the Wii, and it came with the console. Oh, okay, guys. Okay. Yeah, but we. Okay, I don't hear y'all. I hear you. I hear you trying to take down Joe. I want to know, Tom, why is Mario Mario um, RPG is better? Because I need to hear more from you. Y'all um, okay. Well, I want to hear from I'm, everybody. Why is their game the best? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm trying to get there. Um, <laughs> my game it was innovative. Like I said, if if Corey had picked the SNES, okay, that was a flagship for many more games. This equal is still responsible for Paper Mario, Luigi RPG. Um, this pretty much saved Square Enix in North America. So. Uh, Final Fantasies uh, 3 through 6. It's hard to keep track with all the numbers because of the American and the Japanese. Um, that's fair. That's fair. They were doing super poor. And you say that, oh, it's just a Square Enix game with Mario components. They were literally in each other's office every single day. Have Mario with a, with a sword on a horse. And they're like, you, you can't do that. Mario was a hammer. Like, they had total control while Final Fantasy or Square Enix may have had the mechanics, all the story elements were definitely Nintendo. So you well, can't uh, argue that it's a Square Enix. As a side note, it was Square Soft. There wasn't Enix keep, yet. I keep... 
a square. I Fair think enough. it was just called Fair two because I saw a bunch of things. God. But uh, God. You should have let me sleep. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, mine. We get we get introduced to new characters. Gino. Gino is such a fan favorite that they brought him back for Super Smash Brothers as a me skin. The characters they just out of nowhere. I'm gonna have to play this game once in a while. Uh, yeah, because he's probably he's probably a square character, but I don't think we would have Time. Kingdom Hearts because okay. what kind of collaboration? Tom. All right, all right. Final thoughts, each of you. Um, I'm gonna start with um, I'm gonna start with Joe. Joe. Cloud was also a SquareSoft character, but he's in a Smash Brothers game. Anywho, um. For this one, it, it was our first introduction to the Lost Levels, which was originally deemed way too difficult for Americans, but I'm sure there's Americans out there that have proved them wrong. And it, it it doesn't matter if it's not just putting a bunch of these Mario games together. They're the best of the Mario games. They are the reason Mario is an icon in American homes. This, this game has all of that in one. So, yeah, it's five games, but it's five fantastic games crammed into one cartridge. Okay. Um, core. Okay, first of all, seven games, or whatever, five games. No, that was that was the most recent. Not really. Oh, okay, but uh, but that that still bugs me. I'm just saying. Okay, uh, with Tom, I played the beginning of Super Mario RPG. I was having fun. I didn't get to finish it, unfortunately. It's a good game, but it's ultimately more solitary. Okay, you play it, and that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Well, the reason Mario Kart came to mind when I was thinking of it is because you can get a group of people and you can party on with it. Uh, I just I enjoy the hell out of that particular aspect of the game. I don't... I have... Like, for me, there hasn't been a game since that, even though I know there have been, but I stopped gaming about that point. So, so yeah, it's, it's a little personal, I admit, but that's my answer. Okay. Tom? Uh, yeah, it's, 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 I, I, I agree with Joe completely on the whole party game thing. Like, group of friends, like, for me, it was Halo for a while, and then it was that Sonic game where you could snowboard down San Francisco. Like, we all have games that we played with people, but when I was by myself on my crappy black and white TV with no sound, I played Super <laughs> Mario RPG. Like, that's what I did because I was by myself and that was the world I escaped into because they made a world to escape into. It wasn't just a left to right. Mm -hmm. Or you got to come across some new Easter eggs. You had to see Link sleeping in a bed. Like they did such a good job of just fleshing out what was already there and I think spawned an interest in more games like it. Like I love Paper Mario. Paper Mario is one of my favorite Mario games, but I didn't pick it because RPG is responsible for even it uses the same engine. It has the same the same director. Like it would not exist without this game, and uh, I think it's important. As far as Joe, I I'm sorry. I just I don't. I, he might have allowed it, but uh, I I just I just don't think like. What's your favorite stage out of all five games? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I really enjoy the first pyramid in Mario Two. Um, I really well, you just acknowledge that there's multiple games. So like, and? all right, you can have multiple all right, favorite all right. Okay, Cal, what's your point? Um, wow, this is a tough one because 
I'm surprised no one picked the Mario 64, which is a huge game and like it's pretty revolutionary for its time. No one picked that. I guess that was my, my the obvious answer. But um, of all the ones you guys picked, like my favorite game personally was I'm a huge RPG guy, so I love the the Super Mario RPG. Um, so for me right now, and like the other game I really liked is Mario Kart. Obviously, everyone loved Mario Kart uh, 64, especially because I you know I feel like the argument for Corey it's true where he said like it did bring people together. Um, you know, you had the four ports right in the system right there. You know, for SNES, you needed to get that little adapter to get the extra players, you know, that came with Bomberman or whatever. For N64, you had that. And I know you guys say, like, GoldenEye and all that was there. Obviously, everyone loved GoldenEye and all that. But, like, I think Mario Kart 64 was the first game that, like, brought, like, everyone together. Because, you know, there were obviously down the line, there was Mario Party and all that. Um, I don't know. I just, for, like, nostalgic sake, for Mario game, I would probably pick Mario Kart 64 just because of... Corey's argument that it brought people together and stuff like that, but my personally my favorite game of the ones they said it was definitely the superstar, uh, the uh, RPG one. Uh, for Joe's game, I mean, I know I know he picked a game that had like five games on it. I, I don't hold that against him, but like I just honestly don't. That feels like any other Mario game to me. Honestly, they didn't have anything special kind of thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Listen, listen. I love Corey's pick, and I agree with you that Mario Kart brought people together. But Corey, uh, but. He's right. You're correct, Corey. That did brought people together. Uh, Joe, I agree that your your game is is a collection of all the games rolled into one, which is great. Tom, like I said, you're right. Um, Mario RPG was a trend, was a trailblazer. It started a lot of stuff. Uh, Joe, I'm gonna be honest with you. You were knocked out when. Tom did the ultimate knockout because I literally thought when he said one of these games is just a ripoff of Doki Doki Panic, and I was like, "Oh <laughs> crap!" He he did that. It, that was amazing knockdown. He he knocked you out with that one game. He's like, "Yeah," so he got you with that. So I, I gotta give him credit for that knockout. That was a good punch by Tom. Totally. Um, that was a great punch. Uh, so to me, this is between Corey and Tom. Um. Uh, I, I, like I said, I love Mario RPG. I love what it did. It was a trendsetter, like a trailblazer. Um, but, um, I, but what Corey said is true. Where it's, I gotta go with Corey on this. I'm sorry, Corey, because he's correct. It brought people together. And Mario RPG is a great game. It is a great, amazing, amazing, amazing game. Mario Kart brought people together. It brought people apart. It is still going on together today. It is the game. It's, it's the it's the staple for Mario, and it, we keep playing it. So, yeah, Corey gets this point. Um, God, that was tough. I, I, that was. I not thought that would happen. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That sorry, Tom. That that was not easy. So honestly, for me, it was only the argument that like it brought people together. And I know they shut it down with other games, but I feel like Mario Kart was the first game that really brought people together like that. And um, that's, I don't know. This is my opinion. And like now, we have like all these Mario Kart. I mean, Mario Kart games until now, like eight or whatever they're up to now. You know, so you know. That's why I had to go with. And, like, for Mario RPG, it was, like, a square soft game with Nintendo. So they did a brilliant job bringing, like, Mario characters into Squaresoft. But, I mean, just being an, an original Mario game, I think Mario Kart, you know, had to do it for me. Had to do it. It had to be the one. But are you okay with that, Tom? <laughs> oh, I, I mean, you're the judge. I... <laughs> <laughs> 
it doesn't like I don't I don't get to say on if I lose or not. No, I just want to make sure you okay. Like I'm, I'm quitting. <laughs> yeah, I disagree, but like I'm not gonna like vent about it here. No, I have total. I have mad respect for for Super Mario RPG. Yeah, I'm, I just I, like I, I just had to win a point where I was gonna go down. This wasn't easy. Guys. Like, was more freaked out with your original choice, Corey, when you were like Mario Three. I was like. <laughs> and for Mario yeah, 3 well, it was Mario 3 Mario 3 actually Mario. came up on the tech podcast as one of the best games so that but like, though is the Doki Doki Panic one but yes. like yeah that was a Mario RPG is my personal favorite on the list of all the ones that you guys listed it was definitely Mario RPG is my favorite yeah I, yeah it's a good one alright um, fact checking though okay. I, I hate to do this to you Mac you being the host and all but you did say Super Mario Galaxy is being released soon. It's actually Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, yeah, yep. um, <laughs> um, Galaxy was it. the wildly mediocre Wii, cop Wii game. Yeah, that, that's my bad. My bad. I, yeah, I still can't believe no one picked Mario 3 or Super Mario. I mean, Mario 64. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, I, I think it's fun that nobody picked a Mario game before the Nintendo – or after the Nintendo 64. Yeah. That is yeah. my fault. That's my fault. Yes. Um, fact check. Fact check me, people. All right. Well, people were all tied up. Um, so let's go to the final question. Who's going to walk out of this one? And the final question is, what game should get a sequel? I'm, I'm talking about should get a sequel. And we are going to start with Corn. Uh, yeah, um, I, I already I already mentioned this game once today, but uh, I I think that that Skyrim needs to have a sequel, and I don't mean the Elder Scrolls Six where it goes on to somewhere else. I think that there needs to be like a Skyrim Two, because there's a lot of hanging chads at the end of Skyrim. Okay. So, yeah. All right, Joe. I'm gonna take the uh, flop from I think like. Oh crap! When was it? Like 2008, 2007? Uh, Two Human uh, about Norse mythology in a post-apocalyptic cybered-out world. Right. All right. Tom, Whoa. I want to play that game. <laughs> I did too. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm picking Heavy Rain. Uh, the thing about this is I can't get too much into plot details because Joe is currently playing or about to play the game. He's as soon as I get a capture card. Heavy Rain is awesome. It is awesome. So, uh, Heavy Rain 2 is my pick. Alright. Alright, Cal, you're ready. Are you ready? Yep. Alright, people, press start and grudge! So, with um, Two Human, it was intended to be part of a trilogy that was 13 years in the making. Uh, that set up the story of Baldur, one of the gods of the Aesir, or the, yeah, the Aesir, who was supposed to be the favorite of the humans and etc. cetera, et cetera, the Asir Corporation, I'm sorry, in a dying world where like you had the gods were incredibly cybered out individuals and the humans were like the foot soldiers that worked with them on missions. The game was like a really bad, like, oh, what's that game? Like algebra, the, the shooter, Geometry Wars. It was a really bad Geometry Wars style RPG shooter where you like mm -hmm. twin stick fought everything and it just wasn't a very great game. It was boring and slow and crap. It was like Gauntlet, but bad. Um, 
but the story was super engaging with a lot of really cool callbacks to Norse mythology, like the world tree being an internet like type network where all the data is stored and the Jormungandr being a virus tearing that world apart. Um, and, uh, all sorts of cool stuff and the game ended on a cliffhanger like it was like this is supposed to be part of a trilogy so we're ending on a cliffhanger so you can get the next game play it etc etc the story was good enough i actually forgave it for that crappy cliffhanger um and really wanted a second one but it did so badly that it's never gonna happen okay. yeah game, games with cliffhangers i, I never quite got that <laughs> yeah i think okay so here we go what was, you, what was your pick again? Sorry. Yeah, Skyrim, pick? come on. Yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, I'm totally behind an expansion. Mar like, Morrowind has always done... <clears throat> has always done, like, the exp like two or three expansions for each chapter of the, the scrolls, I guess. Like, Skyrim 2 sounds unnecessary and would totally break their whole format. I would hate yeah, it. Yeah, what, what are we going to do? Um, like, explore more of Skyrim that we've already fully explored? Well, no, it's just that at the end of the game, at the end of the game, like, if you play all the different stuff, there's still, the Thalmor are there, and they're still making trouble. There's still a lot of stuff that you should be able to do, but that they couldn't get into the game. And no I was watching. They, they left out on purpose. Yeah, I would love to do it. In mod it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, but that's a pain. So, I mean, I'm running right, at the so, way right now. You you want a game so you can make it a different game? I don't think that's a good argument. Uh, as far as yours, Joe, like having a cliffhanger in the end is never a good sign. We're never gonna get a Masters of the Universe two. Like, oh god damn it, mean that we deserve a we do a sequel. Um, between all of the the sci-fi shooters multiplayer like overhead style, which is what I understand is this game. Um, there's plenty of that. Like we have League of Legends, we had, like that is a resurgence. And while I agree, in in this setting, it's going to get buried under anything that's not Blizzard or Bioware. I don't want it for the gameplay, Tom. I want it for the amazing story. That's the only reason I gave this game a pass because the and game is crap. Your books. Yeah, read a book. Yeah, sure. If they gave like, me that, I'm I'd sure probably be happy. They had... But they're never going to. So then, this would be a great answer for best video game into a book series you would want, but, like, your reasons, like, if you don't want it for the gameplay, then what's the point? Um, There's been tons of games that have been released with modified and upgraded gameplay. Mass Effect had dramatic yeah. changes to all of its gameplay for each sequel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I still, I still don't see what the appeal is. Other, I mean, reinventing the Norse mythology is not a new idea. That's exactly what A Song of Ice and Fire is. Like... Um, but is it with cybernetics and amazing? No, awesome it's with, it's weapons? furniture rules. It's with swords and dragons. But just because it's different furniture doesn't mean it's a step, it's not the same story. It's cooler. Um, <laughs> yeah, I I think Rain. It's a heavy film noir, uh, which Corey obviously a fan of based on his Spyro pitch. I don't I don't see I don't see how it's not one of the more innovative. Do I not see how we could make a sequel to Heavy Rain? Because I didn't finish it. Okay, I'll be honest. I just loved the then, shit out of it. Then you know how we feel about your Skyrim game. Fair enough. Please don't spoil it. For but, me. but I just, I don't. The thing about I don't Heavy know. Rain is that it establishes some really interesting characters. Your, right. Their their line, their storylines can change depending on how well you want to play their characters. Because sometimes you kind of root for somebody to fail. 
Um, or like, <laughs> like you, this is one of the first games that promised. I know that's a big thing now with the Telltale series and Life is Strange. Mm-hmm. And like I just watched Joe play, but that only means that there's more demand for it. I think it would be really cool if it saved your, if your save data from the first game, if you still had it. Time. Transferred over just like the Telltale games, transferred over to the sequel to Heavy Rain. And then that's how your characters are introduced. If you're one character, then they, they you, exist in this world. Tom uh, just finished his argument because he didn't get much time to argue. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, because we have Ron. So, so the, your gameplay from the first game affects the second game. And we've seen that work with other games before. There's no reason not to do it. Original characters, put them in positions that they would be because of the actions from the first game. Maybe one guy got caught. Maybe he didn't. Maybe one guy was framed. Um, I think it could be really interesting. It only makes the gameplay that the gameplay that much more subversive, and I think it would sell really well uh, in this time. Especially with the PS4 coming out, it was one of the PS3 flagships. I think with the PS4 out, um, maybe when they put out a different kind of console to compete with the Scorpion, I'm sure they're going to try to do that. Could be another good release for that. I know uh, the time frame for that's probably right. not likely. That's so. time. Extra minute there. Okay, go ahead. It's okay. Um, I, have a, I have a fact-checking question for, for Tom. Uh, not part of an argument, just I want to know the answer to this. As long as it's not spoilers. Did they... I'll, I'll say, did they... I'll ask you, I'll, I'll ask you in DMs. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, that's part of the fight uh, later. All right, so... Good, good fight. Um, let's get to our final arguments. I'm going to start with Joe. So with these games, like Tom has brought up that like that, that his game is is it's like ripe for it now with the whole like Telltale and everything else, but th- that proves a flooded market, a market that doesn't necessarily need it. Uh, the developers, the the people behind Heavy Rain Two, don't want to make a Heavy Rain Two, and um, the and everything else with Corey's like I, I don't need Skyrim Two. At most, you need a DLC to explain all that. Tom brought up that you could probably do my book, my game as a book. Corey's you could definitely do as a book because who needs to actually play more of Skyrim? I mean, I'm sorry, camera with a sword arm, um, and and all that jazz. So with mine, at least it's it's an attempt at taking a classic story and like modernizing it and changing things because there are some dramatic modifications to how the actual Norse mythology works within uh, Two Human, like the fact Time. that Balder is. Time. Life. I know, I know, I know. Uh, Core. Uh, I just feel that 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 the uh, that the Skyrim could could uh, it could continue on. We know the Great War is coming again. The Second Great War is coming, and it would be nice to play that out in Skyrim. Maybe make it an RTS. I mean, it doesn't even have to be a regular a regular Skyrim game, but it has to be a sequel. It needs to work that stuff out. It's just a card game. Tom. I wasn't oh, done, I mean, man. He interrupted me. Oh, you weren't done? Stop. My bad, my bad. Sorry. You stop. Oh, there's, also, there's also the Akaviri and all that stuff that, that's going on in the Thalmor. I just want to see that handled. And yeah, they could do it in a book, but I want to—I I happen to like using my sword arm to beat shit out of stuff. So so that's fine. Uh, now, well, you like it fine. Tom! Um, Corey, I mean, life doesn't get all wrapped up in one neat package. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, you know what the worst part of Star Wars was for me? 
Revenge of the Sith, when they try to shoehorn all of the history into one scene because they wanted to tie up loose ends. Like, it's okay. You can keep loose ends left. And then in 100 or 20 or 200 years later, when Elder Scrolls whatever comes out for the next when you get your loose ends tied up. But, like, you don't need a, a Skyrim 2 for this. And, Joe, you say that, oh, maybe the market's oversaturated. No, I don't think so. I don't think there's that many games besides Telltale and Life is Strange that I can list that are really like Heavy Rain. Tone is completely different. While a little bit like Life is Strange because there are some dark elements, there's a lot darker elements in Heavy Rain. True. Um, and the developers don't want to make it? Yeah, fine, good. Shut up and take my money. Like, if there's enough demand, they'll make it. Okay. All right. Um, all right, Cal, the human cheat code. What you got, buddy? Well, unfortunately for Corey, I think he was limited right away when they said, um, yeah, it could be used in an expansion pack because, like, DLC or whatever you want to call it. Because, um, I mean, Skyrim is, I guess, I, I haven't played it, but I heard it's a fantastic game. But yeah, you can just add DLC over and over for that and continue to add quests because I don't think there's much of a sequel you can get out of it. I don't know the story, but I feel like it can all be added on a DLC, not as a sequel. For me, it came down to Joe and Tom. Um, I, li- I like Joe's um, argument and like his game. He explained what the game was and the story and all that. And Tom did bring up a great argument saying, like, oh, you, don't, you yourself didn't like the gameplay, but then um, Joe rebutted saying, like, you know, games like Mass Effect 2, I guess, changed their mechanics and how it went on from there. Um, for Tom, he really didn't get to talk about his game as much until the end, you know, so I was, I was saying we had to give him an extra minute because he really didn't get to talk about his game. I know how Heavy Rain is, that a, it's a detective story, right, with the, um, like, choices and stuff and... Um, yeah, it, but it's it, trying to solve the murderer slash missing persons yeah. case. It's, right, yeah, so yeah, so I was, I was kind of familiar with that game. I wasn't familiar with um, Joe's game, but I just liked um, how Joe explained his game, and I, I, I was more interested in playing that game sequel than I was to a Heavy Rain sequel, in my opinion. I thought Joe had it, but I wish Tom talked about his game more earlier on uh, when he got the chance instead of um, dismissing other people's games. Exactly. I'd like to hear that. Um, listen, Corey, I, I'm sorry you added this one. Yeah. yeah. They knocked yeah. you really good. Um, to me, it, it, I agree with Cal. It came down between Joe and um, Joe and Tom. Um, I like I like what you said, Joe. It's a game that needs to happen, but Tom knocked you down and saying like, "Oh, it's not this gonna, it's not." It kept knocking you down even further. And I, at first, I was gonna go with you because Tom wasn't giving me nothing. And I played Heavy Rain. I played Heavy Rain. Good game, great ending. And um, when when Tom came back with that whole argument of, "Well, Tall Tales doing it," I was like. Yeah, that that is right. So, um, for this one, I gotta go with I gotta go with Tom. So Tom is two, one one, and oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I'm, I'm gonna get the cow, cow, cow. Yep. Hold on. I was okay. So we're moving on to we have Tom moving on to the final round, but we do have a tie break. So here's what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. It is time for it's time for us. It's time for us because people there are there there's. Arrows going everywhere in the ring. It is time to take cover! Yeah! Well, congratulations to Tom to move on to the final round, but we have to settle a score between Corey and Joe since they have a tie break going on at 1-1. So you'll be introduced to a rapid-fire segment, so get ready to take cover. Here you'll be given 
an image of a cover of a video game, and the first one to answer correctly gets the point, and you'll only get one oh, guess. So make it dude. good. Dude, you're doing this to the blind guy? Yeah, Man. yeah, yeah. Sorry, we we didn't. We oh, didn't sorry. I used to work at a GameStop. Okay, so you'll, you'll, be given, you'll be given you'll be given um one cover. Uh, you'll be it's best of three basically. So the first of two wins. But if you have if neither of you know it, we'll, we have a few extras for you in case. So as soon as you get it, just um scream out the answer. If you're right, uh, Cor uh Max and Matt see who answers first, and um you only get one guess. All right, so make that guess good per per cover. So here comes the first one. Yeah, contestants ready? Joe, ready? Corey, you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Legend of Zelda. Zelda. Joe. Right, oh, so no. We, so Joe said Legend of Zelda, and he is correct because he is first, and it is the Legend of Zelda. All right. All right. One, zero, Corey. All right. All right. All right here, comes, here comes the next one. You ready, guys? Here goes. I've got Tom. Cal, we need it back. Oh, sorry. You got to hear me talk. Because I know what this is. Because I know what this is. I can't guess Tom. I'm just killing them too. Could not kill you. I know what it is. Lock me in, Max, so they can see it. I'm locking you in. All right. So you don't know it? Street Fighter 2. And it is Street Fighter 2. Congratulations, Joe. You're moving on to the final All right. round. All right. uh, I was like, that looks like Ryu's legs getting thrown around. <laughs> I just I got to call I, I noticed Monka's hair. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, it's, uh, well, Corey, uh, it's, it's been swell, man. Um, but <sighs> it's game over for you, buddy. Game over for you. <laughs> that fuck you up, Mac. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not gonna forget this. Yeah, I know, I know. You're out of quarters. I'm sorry, but if you get some quarters, leaving like a villain from a movie. He's like, I won't forget this, Mac. Oh no, I'm staying. Oh, I'm staying. You can oh, stay. I'm, I'm just playing with you, man. You can stay, Corey. But you're out of quarters, and you cannot come back and continue. So, um, come back to the arcade again next time. All right. Um, but it's now time for time. It's time we're down to two people, two very nice fighters, and it's Tom and Joe. And I know these two are bitter rivals, and they want to do this. So now the points yeah, have been scaled back. Over anything. Well, you know, I know. I guess it's spicy. Yes. Um. So we're now down to two. We're down to two people. The points have now been cleared. Whereas a one-question round, whoever wins it will win. All right, so first I got to ask you, what are your two's favorite games of all time? Pick one. Of all time? Mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VI. All right. Tom? Marvel versus Capcom 2. Okay, cool. All right, we're doing something that we like to call – what we call it, Cal? Head to head combat where player one plays player two in PvP. PvP! Player one versus player two. Alright, now in this question, you're going we're gonna ask uh, you get your you're getting your favorite question asked. You're getting your you're picking your favorite game, but I'm gonna ask you a question of that favorite game. So my question for PvP is which one of your games? Why is your game the best? <laughs> 
Just tell me that. Why is your uh, game better than the other? And grudge. So with mine, it features uh, a fantastic story that revitalized the genre over here in America. It's got the best villain, the Joker of the Final Fantasy universe, and the and innumerable power, innumerably powerful Kefka, a individual who is known as the second string villain until he surprise kills the evil emperor and takes the powers of a god. He actually wins. He destroys the world, and of course the heroes come and save the day. It has a cast of about, what, like 13 characters, but still is able to have each of them have their own time. Uh, you have a parties, parties of four with fantastic characters with their own special unique abilities. The magic system using espers is intense. The music is some of the best. I bought the soundtrack on, on iTunes because I love the music for it so much. And it, it shaped my love of RPGs today. Okay. Or Tom? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to argue that this is Joe's favorite game. I know it is. He talks about it all the time. Uh, oh, but personally, for me, I don't even think it's the best Final Fantasy. Sorry, Joe. And, but that's the thing. These, this is hard to equate because these are obviously both things we're passionate about. And so, of course, we're going to give very personal answers. But I think mine as a whole, when, when Marvel vs. Capcom 2 came out, People went nuts. I think like the competitiveness of it was equal to that of Street Fighter competitions. Like people love the roster of characters that you're able to mix match teams and stuff. A big element of comic books is teams, building teams. So you're almost able to like capture that and you had to go against villains like Onslaught and Shuma Garat. Like these are big bads that you have to go against. And when no there was no sequel for years and years and years, and by popular demand, just cap on three and an ultimate edition has been resurged because so many people love it and while i acknowledge that you love this game um hey because final fantasy didn't just fade away forever like they just kept making games um i don't think it impacted the genre as much as you think oh it it uh it did to an extent uh yours isn't even the best team-up game where you getting characters from multiple genres because smash brothers does that better than marvel versus capcom could have and even though yeah you have teams of three etc etc other fighting games did that before and after and it just it, it it's good i'm not going to argue that it's not a good game because marvel versus capcom is a good game the biggest impact it ever had is on the collector's market where people really wanted more copies of that game the whole reason that you can probably get cheaper copies of final fantasy 6 nowadays than you could Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is because Square continued to re-release it. It got re-released in the PS1 era, it got re-released in the PS2 era, it was on PC platforms. They keep bringing it out because it's a fantastic game that people continue to buy. Memes came from this game that were better than memes from any of the other Final Fantasies, like suplexing a freaking train. You're fighting a ghost train, and it's like, hey, I'm a train. It sounds like, nope, suplex. And, you know, it, it's just got all these fantastic elements that just everything pales in comparison to this game. Okay. okay. Look, all I'm saying is when I saw the trailer to Marvel vs. Capcom 3, I was super erect. Because I have been waiting for this. It's almost like as long as I was waiting for Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, this game, the fact that I can go full from the side, shoot someone in the face, have Wolverine rush in... And then Shuma Garoth bitch slapped him across the screen in one fell swoop. Had a game to play with your friends. Like, like yeah, 
You had Mario games. I had Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Like, this this game, like, uh, they even they even sold the new one with a arcade controller because they knew of how popular and how competitive it was. I hate using multiplayer on 3. I have 3. I love the story mode. I hate 3 because people are so freaking good at this game because they take the time and learn every single move and every single combo. And that's great for them. I don't have the time. Um, but I can appreciate their dedication and surely how much they love the characters that they ch- costume change so their team matches. Like, there's not many games that you can do that. Okay. Um, Tom. Games. Okay, Tom. You got 30 seconds left. All right. All right. All right. Well, we're going to let you get your 30 seconds for your final argument. So, give me a minute. Give me a minute. I'm saying there was 30 seconds left in the time. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. Uh, yeah, Marvel's Capcom 2 is better. Okay, so final arguments now for a minute. Um, my my Final Fantasy has left a lasting impact. This is the first time we have espers introduced, and it is a that is a perpetual theme in the rest of the Final Fantasies. It is the first time you have a seriously playable Moogle in the Final Fantasy games. You um, also are introduced to the concept of the awesome martial arts characters like Sabin. This is the first time we have the tools concept introduced, like the chainsaws and the auto crossbow that they use later on. Um, it, it it the impact that this one left on the on the game on the role playing game industry in America is lasting because this was released over here as Final Fantasy three the next Final Fantasy that came out was seven and that's and we got that on the PlayStation one because of the impact Final Fantasy three slash six had in America at the time as well. Um, you Marvel say this, but to, oh, I'm sorry. Marvel, oh, okay. My time's up anyway. We're good. Yeah, no, you got ten seconds. Well, you got. Oh. I'll give you fifteen. Uh, uh, Marvel's Capcom 2 is good, but there's a lot of stuff that other fighting games did better before and still do better after. Like, Dead or Alive is a better fighting game. Okay. Alright, and time. Okay, in this question, um, this wait, is a good give, one. Wait, get Tom, get away. Tom, get Tom, Tom still has his Oh, my bad. I'm so sorry, Tom. God! Oh. Um... So to bring up a point I made earlier, uh, the whole reason Square teamed up with Nintendo was because 3 was doing so poorly in North America. They they did this in order to make, like, because they couldn't make a game dumb enough for Americans to understand. Like, it was because, it was because of us. It wasn't because of them. Uh, it sold great in Japan. But I, I think that argument's a little weak. Uh, as far as, like, yeah, there's better games and stuff. Yeah, but they don't give me the chance to team up. Like, I am a comic book nerd. So, like, for comic book nerds who don't have fighting games, they tried that Nemesis game. That was crap. Like, this is a Marvel fighting game, and it is a Marvel versus Capcom game. So it brings together two nerd fandoms, and it pits them against each other or with each other, depending on how you want to play. Um, I think I think why my game is at least better, if not the, the best out of all the options we've said this whole game, um, it, just, it just gave you a chance to Time. make your own team fight all right uh this is a good fight people uh this is this is great um this is this is what gamer grudge is all about garaging down to the last minute people um i'm going to first we're going to open this up to a vote and if you get if everybody um if everybody's in vote with the you know everybody the most votes win so uh, i'm gonna start with my vanna white cal the human code Cheap code. Uh, 
man, this is tough. I really don't. I honestly can't really choose on this because yeah. they're both great games. Both these games are like are huge to me. I, I think I played probably Marvel vs. Capcom two more because just the fact that you can play a fighting game over and over and over. But like the game, in my opinion, the better game was Final Fantasy six uh, or three. I know I knew it as three. Um, Final Fantasy three. Um, playing at my friend, I, I didn't even have the game. But I would always go to my friend's house to watch him play that game. Because uh, I didn't have a Super Nintendo at the time, and he did, so I always go watch him play that game, and that was a phenomenal game. Um, I, I like Tom's argument; it's like it's like the first game that you can actually go and build teams together, and uh, you know, make a team that you, like of all of people you like, either from Marvel or Capcom, and fight. But then you know, Joe Connor brought that down because like that's what Super Smash Brothers does, but better. Um, but then I like Tom's argument that you know it is Marvel and Capcom. Like, what better? Can, like, how much better can you get than that? You know, obviously people love the Nintendo aspect and all. They've been adding all these different things to. Um, Smash Brothers as well, but I don't know that Marvel and Capcom is awesome. But I, I, I really can't choose because, like, to me, Marvel vs. Capcom is a great game. But like, my heart's always with RPGs, so I don't know. Like, I, I hope I don't have to choose. Like, please don't let me vote because this is this. Really all right, all right. Well, I'm gonna go to Corey first. Go to and if it, first. I'm, I'm gonna Corey first and let him vote, and then I'm gonna vote. And if it comes down to a tiebreaker, you gotta vote, Cal. Damn it! Please don't. <laughs> I know. I know. You're adding even more pressure, Cal. You might want to vote before. It's yeah. all right. It's all right. I'll I'll wait. All right, Corey. I'll, I'll, I'll hear their arguments, and maybe that'll sway me. All right. Yeah. Is, is Final Fantasy VI the one with the power armor? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, just and the world gets destroyed in it and stuff. Yep. I yeah. Okay. It up in my I, argument. Kafka won. I was still pissed at Mac. Um, <laughs> um. I was I was busy being pissed at Mac. I didn't I didn't hear some of it. Um. But um. Yeah, I feel that that uh, Tom tried to use my argument about about uh, about uh, Mario Kart for Capcom versus Marvel. I respect that, um, but but uh, but Joe did hit him with like no 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 that Mario like Smash Brothers did it better, which is true. Um, also, I want to give Tom the points for or points for saying that. Yeah, these are both their favorite games, so they're going to be passionate about it. That that's a good observation. And I think at the end of the oh, I think at the end of the day, I, I have to go with Tom. Okay, um, like I said, both both guys. Like I said, I, I picked you three for a reason. This y'all making the first episode very memorable. Um. <laughs> Uh, I really, I like I said, I love, I love Final Fantasy VI. It's pretty good. I, I understand what you're saying. I, I played it a lot. Um, I, I remember I want, I was planning on doing it, and I remember somebody was telling me like, play it. It's awesome. I played it, and uh, I understand what you're saying because it is awesome. Marvel versus Capcom. It, it is a phenomenal game. It, it is a phenomenal game to me. Um, I, I like I said, um, to me. And I'm I'm weird, so don't judge me, people. I'm weird. The fact that Tom said I had an erection about Marvel versus Capcom <laughs> sold it for me. <laughs> so I gotta go with Tom on this one. I love you, Tom. So I gotta go with him on this. He, he literally was more. Tom, how's it feel that your erection won you the game? <laughs> Look, I uh, I learned from the best, and uh, I have to give total. Uh, Total uh, props to the uh, Kimber Barrett School of Fighting. <laughs> Zombie tits. I love it because Zombie it made me it made me think of that it made me think of that Archer episode where he's like, I can only get so erect. 
That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> that that was the I like I said that's that's what it just that was that extra inch, and I know that yeah, sounds a little, you know, little phrasing. <laughs> Why don't we do phrasing anymore? Oh God, phrasing, but. Yeah, it was that 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 brought it, and I was like, "Oh, he won." That was the funny part, but he did win. So, um, yeah, that was that was good, people. Um, Tom, you're the winner. So, what? Well, you're the first to plug. You know what? It's cool. I was the first winner of Fan Friction too. I haven't won one since, so don't don't worry, guys. <laughs> oh, you'll be back on this. I know. <laughs> I just want I just want to add though, like. I think Final Fantasy six or three, whatever you want to call it, is the better game. But personally, oh, yeah. me, I, I always played Marvel vs. Capcom too. That was just like a great I game. I always went to the arcade and played that. So yeah. I had it for like Dreamcast. That is it, that's a hard that's a hard thing to argue too because Marvel vs. Capcom two coming back to the PlayStation Store, like when they started digitally releasing it on PS three, made like national news. It right. was a huge deal when it was coming back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but, I do want to say that I am completely surprised. I know Joe is in his element with gaming because he usually tries to allude to games in any way, shape, or form when we do OSP. So to beat Joe is kind of a uh, oh tabletops. Tabletops are more of my thing, but yes, I, I granted I have like six years of of industry experience from the retail side of it, so I know a lot about it. But it's it's not like I'm you know all right. All right, Tom, you're the first to plug, buddy. You're the champ today. Thanks. Well, what you got to plug? <laughs> oh, I got to plug stuff? Um... <laughs> Price me! I mean, you don't have to, Tom. You don't, you have, don't, to. You don't have to, man. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a co-creator at Odd Shape Channel. Um, you can check out our website. Uh, oddshapechannel.com um, What? We're doing a giveaway. If you're watching this and you're not subbed to Oddshape Channel, go sub to our uh, channel. Go look at our giveaway video. There's a bunch of stuff in it. Comment what you're excited about and then you're entered. We're doing the drawing uh, this Monday uh, on our uh, Q&A episode of OSP. We will be discussing uh, second season of Flow, uh, Deadpool 2, Second season. Uh, shout out to Flo if you know who you are. And uh, Deadpool 2 and a bunch of other new new stuff. Uh, um, check that out. We also do Game of Thrones and Twin Peaks recap. Check our channel out. This icon that you can see right there. You'll see the schedule. Um, hashtag Kim's Classics. <laughs> okay. okay. Now Kim would love to say that, but love to say that because it's funny that Kim's gonna be on the, sh the first live show. So, um, but Tom, you want to come back? I mean, I kind of want to retire on top, right? Like I'm just going to come back. Yeah, you, you're welcome anytime. Um, when the championship is coming, let me know. All right, all right. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. I, I'll, we're, pro we're setting up a champ. Cal, get on it. <laughs> all right. Um, Joe Davis. Uh, so close. So close, buddy. That's uh, okay. That's my life. I know. I, yeah, I wrote one. I was rooting for you, buddy. Uh, I'm, but I'm the '80s. I'm the '80s song. So close, yet so far away. <laughs> <laughs> what you got to plug, buddy? 
Um, so my wife and I do a show called BFF on the Tough Channel where we talk about movies and TV shows we've never seen before, or in the case of our upcoming episode over Avatar The Last Airbender, ep- shows I've seen but she's never seen. Um, and vice versa. We do that too. Uh, we are also working on our own material on our Geek to My Nerd where we do occasional live streams. Uh, it's been a while since we've done one, but we do plan on doing some more soon. Um, with school starting, we just got to figure out a good schedule for that. Uh, we're also working on a podcast based on a show that potentially could be being revived at this point. That's all I'm going to tell you what about, though. Um, and uh, that's uh, that's all I got really going on at the moment. I'm, I'm reading Starfinder. That's fun. I'm enjoying that. I'm also going to – also, you're the co-host on Let's Remake It. I am. I completely forgot about that because we I've only done one episode so far, but I enjoy it. It's fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, are you willing to come back? Uh, yeah, sure. Let us. Okay. Okay, well, cool. We'll make sure we'll get you on future episodes. Corel Williams, the guy who hates me. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, no, I... Uh, I it's a love-hate uh, relationship. Well, no, it, it's just because he didn't tell me something that I needed to know. <laughs> anyway, um, no, the... Um, I I am the uh, co- or the host of the tech podcast. The most. I am the host with the most, baby. But uh, you can contact me at uh, at that there on that screen. I also uh, I'm going to be on Tom uh, Zambino's uh, podcast. What is it? Cars and popcorn. Yep. On the twentieth, talking about talking about uh, death proof because death proof rules. And uh, we should and I'm also- all over the Game Pictures channel. We should also mention that uh, we are uh, uh, Tom and I both deal with uh, what is it? Um, Eric Ostenmacher show. Just whelmed. Yeah, w- yeah, just whelmed. Where we approach. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that what that is? Uh, yeah, oh. it's uh, it's all about uh, Young Justice, which is a lot of fun because I'd never seen the show before, but I love like Teen Titans and stuff. DC animated is far superior to like anything ever. It's so good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with with the exception of like Killing Joke, um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so we're watching, uh, Tom and I in the past few, couple episodes have been on there talking, uh, uh, just Young Justice with Eric and it's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, Young, yeah, Young Justice was on that same, uh, that same TV season that they canceled Green Lantern, the animated adventures, which I'll never forgive them for. And for, yes, uh, yeah. And, and and Tron and Tron Uprising, which was my favorite animated show at the time. That show was awesome, Tron Uprising. Why did you say Tron? Oh God. <laughs> All right, Ed. Let's get oh, what, did, I, did, I, did I say something? Nah, nah you just, just It's an bad. inside joke from my OSP. Oh, there goes Tom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and let's go ahead and go to my Vanna White, the cow, the human, cheat code. What's up? Yeah, so you can find me, like Tom said, on the Night's Watch. It's a Game of Thrones recap show that we do on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Um, the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> you could, uh, you could, uh, not, not my show. It's the image I saw on my screen right now. Uh, so you can also find is me it my image? At, yeah, at Beer and Jadeja Vu and at Night's Watch Tube uh, every Tuesday night. Uh, check out um, Night's Watch if you like Game of Thrones. And, and also. Monday night, yeah. Monday night, we're coming back for this, right? So we're coming back, we're coming back live, people. We're going to be live. Wait, what live. time? Huh? Uh, yeah, what we're time? gonna do it at seven. Seven. 
Cause that, right. we're, we're not gonna mess with we're not gonna mess with eye shape panel. Especially, huh? especially if Kimber's a fighter, we need to. I mean, you gotta have that. Also, uh, I think Tom and I were talking earlier that we have something in the works coming up that we're excited to talk about. Once night swatch ends, yeah, something we're both passionate yeah, I'm about. We'll work out a format. Me and you gotta talk, but uh, yeah. I have a bunch of stuff coming up, and uh, we also got. By the way. No, I now I'm getting like motivation, but once I do, maybe um, use some of it. But we should. Um, I'll talk to you after this. I don't want to take up everyone's time. It's okay. Um, it's okay. Uh, but uh, also, Core, I forgot to ask. Are, are you willing to come back? Uh, I don't know. I think I have to talk to you first. <laughs> <laughs> talk to him with your fist. Yes, he. A little yeah. bit. A little I, bit. I feel like Tina Turner. Um, hey, you got a point, man. You got a point. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you to turn over, and I'm gonna put some stank on it, dude. <laughs> okay. Um. Also, um, the lot. If y'all were wondering, we are doing. Um, there's a live link when we're doing it. We're gonna be a live hashtag. It's gonna be hashtag. GG Gamer Live. GG Gamer Live. Hashtag GG Gamer Live. Give me your tweet your questions. If you want to talk on there between each other, talk on there on there, talk on YouTube, it doesn't matter. We want you to come out and support us. Come out and watch the Gat Show. If you want to come on, you can follow us at um, Gamer. Oh, God. Fix. <laughs> Gamer, no, 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 it's not the Game Fixers. It's, it's at GG Gamer. GG Gamer Fixers. Um, that's the official Twitter page of the of Gamer Grudge. Um, if you don't, me or Cal going to be on there, mostly me. We'll be on there. We'll contact you. We'll get with you, and we would love to have you on this show. But as for this show, we want to thank all my panel. We want to thank you for taking time out your time, time today. We will be back Monday with a live show. Wow. Who's going to be on it? Yes. And we will be on it. People. So until then, I'm the Buck fan. This is Cal. There we go. Goodbye. See ya.